Well, here we are again, right on the precipice, if you will, of the great Christmas celebration. Uh, we're entering, or have entered actually, the season of Advent, and uh, our hearts should be anticipating thoughts about Jesus and his coming, also thoughts about Jesus and his return. So there's this story in the Gospel of Luke. It comes after the birth of Jesus where his parents are going to present him to the temple, in the temple. And um, it says this in the Gospel. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought the Christ child to him, Jesus, Simeon took him and he began to praise God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation. How are you at waiting? I'm not, I'm not really that good at waiting. And here we have a man, I have a man, Simeon, who received a word from God and faithfully waited, believing that God would fulfill the word that had been spoken into his heart by the Holy Spirit. I, I've been thinking about this issue of anticipation and waiting, and I'll be honest with you, I think for me, there's two ways I wait. One, I wait in a very, very preoccupied way. Oh, it's going to happen, but I allow my mind to be on all kinds of other things, and in the end, I'm not sure I even remember what it is I'm supposed to be waiting for because I'm so preoccupied with things that have happened or things that might happen that, as we often say in sports, I didn't keep my eye on the ball. Do you ever do preoccupied waiting where you lose sight of what it is that is supposed to be coming your way. But then there's this other kind of waiting that we see here, and that's waiting in expectation. That no matter what else you're doing, there's always a part of you that's anticipating what it is that has been promised and appropriately aligning your life in light of that promise. I think that's what's here in the story of Simeon. And it's so appropriate to consider this during the time of Advent. Because Advent's about this great breaking in, where God's going to break in and bring his kingdom here to earth. And that he had told people that it would happen. But not everyone waited with expectation. Most of them, if they were waiting, it was fully with preoccupation. And boy, when we talk about Christmas, it is so easy to get preoccupied with all the other kind of issues that need to be addressed during this season that we begin to fail, if you will, to keep our eye on the ball, 
that this is about the coming of Jesus. Now, I, I think there are four words that I want to bring to you that I'm using about myself that have to do with this idea of anticipating Christmas, anticipating Jesus. And the first one is the word faith. In 2 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul talks about the fact that he didn't lose heart. And he even goes through this series of issues of what he had faced, very difficult times and persecution and trial. But he says that in the midst of that, he did not lose heart, which essentially means that even when things were tough and were coming at him hard and fast, he held faith, believing that the promises of God would come even in the darkest of times that God would break through with light as he has promised. Paul also talked in Romans about the fact that we've each been given a measure of faith. And I, I guess today I'm saying, oh Lord, either give me a greater measure of faith or have, help me tap the measure of faith that you've already given to me so that in my expectation, I might hold faith with what you've promised. For me, the promise that you are an ever-present help in times of trouble, the promise that I am linked to you in attachment love, the promise that you can do greater than I could ever imagine, the promise that you're watchful, that great promise that Paul talks about that you will bring us safely to your kingdom. May we hold faith with those promises. But I think another word is being faithful. Being faithful. Being faithful, that has to do with the idea that I'm not going to leave my post. I'm going to stay engaged. Faithfulness is that I will be found at my post. Do you know the parables that Jesus talked about, the idea of faithfulness, and he says, may you be found doing what your master has commanded at his coming. Even if the master is slow in his coming, may we be found faithful at what he's called us to do. In my own life, I always think about the call of God coming down to two things, to be called to the heart of God, meaning to spend time with him to develop an intimate relationship with him, to let love grow. But the other is to do what it is he's assigned me to do. He's doing it with me, but I'm to do it with him. And so that's part of the idea of faithfulness. There will be a coming, and may we be found doing what he told us to do. And so this idea of waiting in expectation is about faith, that God will see through to fulfill the promise he's given us. Is it about faithfulness? I think it's also about preparation. Preparation. Always making more room in our hearts for God. It is so easy to fill our hearts with false feelings. When God wants all desire 
to be directed toward him. At this Christmas season often, and I'm sure I've mentioned it before, I think about some of the characters of the Christmas story and how the innkeeper was so preoccupied that apparently he, he didn't see the great need that Mary had to find a place to give birth. His preoccupation kept him from seeing what was right in front of him. And, of course, Herod's selfishness and anger kept him from seeing. Well, in this time, may we see the priority of Christ being born yet again in our hearts. And in this season, make sure that we give room for that. What are you going to do to keep from being so preoccupied with the festivities of Christmas that you fail to welcome the one who comes to us at Christmas? Will you set aside some extra special time for that? Waiting in expectation is about holding faith that God will come through with what he's promised, of being faithful to be found doing what it is he's called us to do when he does come, and to prepare, to make room. If we use the image even of John 15 on that, the idea of letting the unessentials be clipped away so that the fruit of our relationship with him can grow and grow. But I think there's a fourth quality of waiting in expectation, and that has to do with watchfulness. Watchfulness. I had this, this one aunt who was absolute a saint. We called her Aunt Biddit. And whenever we would make the journey to her home, not only did she prepare and have all kind of goodies out for us, but she would always be standing at the door watching for us. We know that Christmas is a reminder that Jesus came for us as a child, but it's also a time, I think, to remember that he's coming again. That's his promise. It says it in the book of Revelation that he will be coming back. Will we be found doing what God has called us to do? Will we be found faithful? Will we be, be found waiting? Jesus talked about the fact that many religious leaders are able to read the weather, but not so good at reading the signs of the times. And that the signs of the times call us to anticipate his return. This is such an important season, this idea. And when we read this story of Simeon, and it talks about the fact that he waited with expectation. He was devout, always looking for what is called in Scripture the consolation of Israel, the light that would come, consolation, and that the Holy Spirit was upon him. It is my prayer that you have a, an amazingly Christ-centered Christmas and that somehow the Holy Spirit would rest on us the way he did on Simeon so that our waiting is not the waiting of preoccupation but the waiting of expectation. May our faith arise 
that Christ will fulfill all that he promised. May we be faithful to be about the business that God has given us, especially the business of growing close and sharing in his ministry. May we be preparing. Is there anything that's come into our heart that's clogging? Are there any false loves, false feelings? Show us, Lord, so that we can be prepared because we want to be watchful. We don't want to miss it. I think the Lord will come in a lot of ways over these next days. Some moments that we think might be mundane could be filled with his presence. And may we be anticipating that. I truly bless you with a spirit of expectation. And may joy arise in your heart in this season as we await the coming of our Savior.